Welcome, 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 welcome back to a random MLB podcast. My name is Tommy. His name is Greg. Gregory, say hi. Hi. His name is Josh. Josh, say hi. That that still brings me joy. No matter how many times I do it, it's one day me you'll joy. hear him say hi. <laughs> oh, breaking news here on the podcast. Aaron Boone is like spitting on this umpire right now, right in his face. He's he's seen one too many balls called strikes that are low to Aaron Judge. He's losing his mind. Losing is it his like, mind. Is it yelling phlegm or, we, or is he actually shooting? There was movies? some phlegm. He, he, and now he's pointing at each of them and he's giving them a solid but not vulgar piece of his mind and now he's slowly strolling back to the dugout the fire he's that the Yankees get, needed he's not gonna get tossed no he's already he's gone he's been gone like he's oh he's already gone ah yeah well oh, yeah that see that wasn't a strike at all like the, the catcher picked the ball up off the ground well, he's got a point is, uh, he's got a point i shit on him a well, lot the good news is the good news is since he got tossed, he just texted me. He'll be coming on the podcast in a few minutes. Now he's, he's free for the next couple hours, so he's going to join us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> starring alongside Josh on today's podcast is Aaron Yankees manager Aaron Boone. Say hi, Aaron. <laughs> um, regardless, Gregory, how are you? How is baseball? How is life? Baseball is good. Um, the Yankees, again, I... I literally can't complain about anything, and it feels very weird. Like, I'm looking for moments in these many Yankees games where I have something to be like, oh, man, they're, they're not going to come back from this. This is going to start the losing streak. Like, like Aaron Judge, he's like 0 for 3 right now. Like, you know, he's not playing like an MVP. Like, I'm, I'm looking for things to say like that. And then they just win anyway. So I can't it's, – it's weird being a pessimistic Yankees fan and watching them win. Like they're the I, best I, I team in baseball. Like I can't, compl- I cannot find anything to complain about besides the normal sticking points of we want to run Aaron Hicks and Joey Gal out of town. Yeah, no, it, but I, it's not, that doesn't even seem fair because like they're doing the whole team is winning despite all of that. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm having the same thing. I'm not uh, I'm not the pessimistic Mets fan. I am realistic about them sometimes, but the Mets are very very good. They're top five team in baseball now, and I still see Mets fans on Twitter complaining a lot. And I'm like, I, I, that that's where it's like when your team is good and you're complaining about like Jeff McNeil's like spot in the batting order, but they're winning. Then like, <laughs> why are you complaining? If they're winning, they're like just if you even if you don't agree with it, just deal with it. If they're winning, something's right. But like, just deal people, with it, I man. Think, like, honestly, I, I hate Chase and Shreve as much as the next guy, but at the same time, they're winning, even though they are getting spanked by the Astros tonight. So uh, hopefully that continues. But right now, the Mets, I think, are a top-five team in baseball. I agree. I think the Yankees are the best team in baseball right now. Uh, a lot of people have the Mets as one and two, and if there's a Subway Series, I don't. that ticket will be around a, a mortgage, but uh, I'm willing to spend it to go see that in person. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... It's going to be a lot of money, but you know what? That's if it was if there was some sort of Subway Series or even just a really high marquee matchup in the World Series, that's exactly what baseball needs right now. Like especially after what we all sat through at the lockout. Like let's end the season on a high note. And I know we're only halfway there, but like so far so good. I'll be honest, I've been more into baseball than I have been in years this year and like it's there's a lot of good games to watch it helps that my team's doing well but around the league like the nl west is stacked 
Like yeah. the NL no, East, the, that's the without, Braves just went on a miracle run, so they're back in the. They did no, but in the NL West, like in the NL West is stacked right now with the Dodgers slumping, Tatis hurt, and the Giants not really playing like great. But like they're the whole NL West is even like even a team like the Rockies and the D-backs that are not obviously are not like the good teams in that division. They're competitive night in, night in and night out. It just makes for good baseball. Like as an East Coast fan, I always have to pick like a West Coast team to watch. But it's been great because all of these West Coast games are entertaining. All a bit you're like you said they're really outside of the Athletics, the Reds. Um, I'm definitely missing a few bad teams here outside of teams like that. And also like I'm honestly going to throw the White Sox in this because they're just not fun to watch. They're not bad, but they're not fun to watch. But outside like the really bad teams and the White Sox. A lot of competitive baseball. <laughs> There's a lot of parity throughout the league this year, and it's really fun. It's been fun to watch. I would rather I would rather watch an Orioles game than a White Sox game. Right? The Orioles, I please don't even say because the Orioles I know, are one of the hottest I, I, teams in I, I, I took right a risk now. saying that because I knew you were going to go nuts, but like <laughs> I knew you were going to start singing the praises of the Baltimore Orioles, but like I, I, I don't. Listen, there's seven games out of the wild card. Don't count them out yet. Don't, they're still there. They're, they're, they're still hanging in. in. They. They ain't dead yet. They are. And you know, I'm this not is Moneyball, baby. Like, they're coming back. That left field wall is out in like Timbuktu, and their pitching is improving. They're young studs on the mound. Cedric Moans is coming around. Austin Hayes is coming around. Austin Hayes is coming around. Are we talking about he potential run for the O's? No, I'm t- I, I, it's expanded playoffs. I don't see – people don't want to make I, – I, I'm not one to be like, hey, guys, my take was correct. But, hey, guys, my take was correct. The Orioles are good, <laughs> all right? The Orioles are good. And, yeah, I'm going to be the first – everybody now, like, the I'm seeing people talk about the O's a little bit more, and I'm going to take it a step further. The O's are going to contend for one of these last – we have expanded playoffs this year. I don't see why the O's can't contend unless the ALE starts beating up on them down the stretch. The O's compete night in, night out. The biggest issue they were going to run into was their pitching, their bullpen. Their bullpen is one of the best in baseball. Jorge Lopez, it has the lowest ERA of any closer with ten, with like over twelve saves now. I think whatever Clay, I think Clay Holmes and him keep battling it out night mm-hmm. in, night out for whoever takes that mantle. But Jorge Lopez is one of the best relievers in baseball. Like Felix Batista has been dominating. Dylan Tate has been dominating. I know everybody here is listening for. Uh, Orioles bullpen talk, so I'll stop myself. Regardless, Adley is coming around. Austin Hayes is on fire. Like you said, Cedric Mullins is coming around. Mancini's as consistent as it can get. Like, the O's are good. The O's are very, very good. Okay, not very, very good. The O's are a good baseball team. They're, They're hovering around 500. They, 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 have one more, they have one more win than the White Sox. Yeah. How about that? And they're in dead last in the AL East. You, yeah. They're only six and a half games out you of an extended the, wild card playoff spot. Like, this is not this, this is not out of reach for no. the, old, the old Orioles. You know. uh, with the expanded playoffs, I really think they have a shot. And to your what you just said is a great point. If the O's are in the AL Central, I, I like and they're not playing the AL East as much as they are. I think the Orioles even have a better record than they do. Like they're a really, really good team. What if you were sitting here like, are these guys seriously talking about the Orioles? Literally, go watch an Orioles game, watch a series, and you're not going to sit there being like, oh, this is the same old O's. It's not the same old O's. They were a fun team, and they're a very, very good team. And then, uh, my every only fear single, is that every single team in the AL East has a winning record at home. That includes the Baltimore Orioles, yeah. who are 18 and 17 at Camden Yards. 
They are 19 and a half games out of first place in the AL East, but they are 35 and 40, and they are only six and a half games out of the wild card. It's we are a couple weeks from the All Star break. You don't hear that very often about these Orioles, and to be in dead last in your division, but to be very much alive. Just as alive as the White Sox or the Rangers are, and they're not that far off from them. They have the same amount of wins as the Rangers. They have one more win than the White Sox, and they play in the arguably the toughest, if not the toughest, division in baseball. Like I will back you up on this one. I I would say no, the, the, that I think that the Orioles are legit, man. They have a chance. They're gonna be they're gonna be like the Blue Jays of last year. They're in the mix. Maybe they won't, or the Mariners. I guess is a better Mariners, example. Yeah. They're like the Mariners of last year. They're in the mix. Maybe they won't make it at all. Maybe they'll drop out at the end. But they might be there till the end. Like they, I don't that's know. my only concern is like like you said, they're six out right now. If they're getting to the deadline and they don't make up a little bit more of that, do they start trading Jorge Lopez away? Do they trade like some reliever? Do they trade some key pieces? Trey Mancini? Do they trade him away? Because I think he's in a contract here. I'm, I'm like 99% sure of that. So it's that's a concern. They need to get within striking distance by the uh, trade deadline. And but if are they are they, are they a win now? Are they in win now mode? <laughs> I just hope they're not in sell now mode because they're not a bad team, and I I think I, I don't know I, I, they're fun to watch. They're easily like my second favorite team to watch outside the Mets this year. They are a fun team. They're not they're, like they're not a powerhouse, but they are fun and they're competitive and they can play with anybody. And they're in the hardest division in baseball right now. So and they're I, staying I'm afloat. All in. They're staying. All, they're staying afloat. Um, speaking of. Well, you know what? This is speaking of a float. Great transition. Did you see the brawl at the Mariners uh, Angels game the other night? I did watch Day. it. Um, shades of the uh, late '90s when there's that that Yankees Orioles brawl where I think it was Tino Martinez threw that guy into the away dugout. Almost <laughs> happened again. They got they got close to the dugout, but nobody spilled in, uh, which would have made for great TV. But. Uh, you know, obviously, we don't like fights. We don't love fights, but fights. Uh, you know what? See, this is what I was gonna. I was actually. Uh, you know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna counter that because I was just gonna say this. Every time there's a brawl, we all pretend like we're not sincerely entertained by it. Like, oh my god, this yeah, is a tragedy. No, it's this fun to watch in a way, but it's like, what are we doing? It's stupid, but it's entertaining. It's like, like I, I don't ever hear somebody actually being like, damn. The or the the Mariners fought this weekend. Oh God, I just thought they were better than this. It's, like, no, it's, it's not bad. Like it's that. more just like to me. It's like why? Like to me, it's like especially when yeah. they're doing. They're not even actually. If they're gonna fight, like let's well, fight. They fought. Like, they fought they, this weekend. They're that was kind a real of. Brawl. I mean, con- I mean, compared to some of the brawls we watched growing up, like Pedro Martinez threw an old man to the ground. Like, like, uh, like Jesse you know, Winker had Don Zimmer rest in peace. <laughs> like, you know, Pedro Martinez took an eighty-year-old man by the skull and threw him to the ground because he walked towards him funny. Like. And and the worst part is when they're like they're barely fighting, and then the bullpen guys come running in like they're gonna do something like just stop like you're gonna run all the way in here. By the time you get here, the fight's gonna be over. And then what? We're, we're all just gonna be, just we're all just be yelling at each other like this isn't even this that's not fun to watch. That's just like all right, guys, stop. Just play the game now. It's ridiculous. Like if they're gonna, gonna fight, that. I want I want bats to be thrown. I want somebody to get like a, a like. Like Rugnet or Door a couple of years ago. Remember that was a fight. That was great. You, Jose Batista, like 
That was a good one. Like you want to see uh, someone get clocked. Like you, you know. I don't, I don't think you. I don't think you're giving this one enough credit. Jesse Jesse Winker was on Ryan Tapera and just giving him haymakers to the bat. Just beat Archie Bradley. I don't know if you saw this. He broke his elbow jumping over. Yeah. Uh, dugout. I, but to your thing about the the bullpen, I actually sent this into our group chat this week. My favorite part about the bullpens rushing out is that they actively avoid fighting each other the entire way. That, like, oh, that's a significant run, and they don't fight till they get there. And I'm like, they're like looking over at each other as they're running in a pack. Like, oh, we're gonna yeah. get you guys in a minute, yeah, but not wait. yet. <laughs> you wait till we get to the scrum, and then I'm gonna take you to like. Why don't they just have a separate? That would be a fight if there's a separate fight going on in the outfield, and then yeah. the two fights like meet over like where shortstop stands and turn into a big bro no but i think this was a nice this was a as good of a fight as i as good but like this is as big of a fight as we've seen but to your point about don zimmer um when pedro threw don zimmer i'd argue like the red sox yankees rivalry of the early 2000s was probably peak baseball in the last 20 years, like yeah. after like the steroid stuff and all that, like it was probably like entertainment wise. Like, I don't know if there's a rivalry in baseball that's gotten as intense as that. This is really not about brawls. It's not going to be some long point to me being like, brawls are great. I'm just saying, <laughs> this is just a point I'm having about this. Of, do you think we're ever going to get to a point where you have teams like that? Like we were talking about earlier with the Mets and Yankees, maybe being in a subway series where like the Red Sox and Yankees in 2004, 2003, 2005, they hate. It wasn't like, oh, it's a rivalry. We're all having fun. They didn't like each other. It was very clear they did not like each other. They would fight. Uh, there's the infamous photo of Jason Veritek just glove in the face of A-Rod. Just sm- we just, I just posted about Jason Veritek on at random MLB stars. Please go follow. But in there is the picture of, J- of Veritek smushing his glove right into A-Rod's face and a brawl breaks out. Don Zimmer got thrown the year before. Manny started fighting. Like, do you think we're ever going to get to a place where players really like, there is like real intensity between good teams like that again? I I hope so. But I feel like the game has changed too much. Like the, the you bring up an interesting point. Like the the environment around which those brawls happened. You know, like baseball was different back then. It was ingrained much more heavily in popular culture. People were invested in baseball a lot differently than they are now. Even coming off the steroid era, because early two thousands, like it was the beginning of the end of that quote unquote steroid era, and people were like. That was peak baseball in my head, right? And it's like for people to care enough about the Yankees, Red Sox, and to care enough about what that was going into it, the players bought into all of that too. Like whether there was a valid reason for them to hate each other or not, they hated each other's guts. Like they got to that level of intensity in the game that like made it so like important and must see. Today there's intensity and the players obviously are as passionate about the game as they've ever been. But I don't know if we're at that level where, like, everyone in the stadium is, is picking sides like it's a soccer game in the Premier League, right? It's not the same level of intensity. It might have been 10, 20 years ago. And it isn't right now, I don't think, because the game's changed a lot. But I really hope it gets back to the point where, like, baseball is on the forefront of everyone's minds in the middle of the summer, and we get some just juggernaut teams that get to play each other like 15 times a year or something that like will just get like Dodgers Padres just 
like going at it or something. Like Yankees Red Sox, obviously. Like we want to see that, and maybe maybe now that they're going to change the schedule next year so that every team plays everyone else like at least once, maybe you'll get you get to have something like you see the Yankees meet the Dodgers every year now. That's going to be important. Well, you know, I think. I, like, and, 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 and you know, as we're talking about this, I am thinking about it, and, and not to keep bringing up the uh, a possible Subway Series, but remember last summer when the Mets and Yankees were, and, and at that point the Mets playoff hopes were kind of dead. Mets and Yankees, the Lindor's epic three home, like his third homer, he's and he's looking at Giancarlo in the outfield, and the intensity they got the Mets fans jumping on the dugout with the Puerto Rican flag, like it's really like it really felt like a playoff atmosphere. And I'm wondering, you know, with the Mets and Yankees being this good, we got our first Subway Series games coming up this month. I think that might be the chance. I think that's the opportunity right there because it doesn't feel like Yankees Red Sox has the intensity that it used to. It doesn't feel like that right it now. Maybe that it becomes. also doesn't feel like that because we, the Yankees have only played the Red Sox once this entire year, and that was an opening. Yeah, game. they they, they kind of they're saving the prime time Red Sox stuff towards the end of the summer, which is I guess it'll be good. But like it gave the I Red Sox some time to come around because now they're in second place, believe it or not, at least. So yeah, they so are. Like, now we got some. Now we got a, a matchup. You know what I mean? Like now. We got something to watch. Yeah, no, it, it, but to, but uh, yeah, you know, and I'm very excited. I'm actually going to one of those Yankee Red Sox games at the end of the summer, and I'm very excited. But I, I do agree. Like last year's AL Wild Card game, that felt intense, but that felt like more of a fan thing than like the team. Like the teams were obviously like they were trying to advance, and the fans were more of the hatred towards each other. I, I, I think the only time we're get, we need like. I do think baseball as a sport needs those intense rivalries between the actual teams. Like Joe Kelly when he hated the like all like these types of things need to happen. Uh, and I think it really helped the sport. And I'm hoping maybe the Mets and Yankees. I think that could be a possible one if it really gets to a World Series because I I do feel like New, New York feet would off go of bananas for that. No, That'd New York would go nuts for insane. that. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, because it would also it'd be different than I think it would even have a different dynamic than 2000 did because 2000 you got to think. The Yankees are coming. The Yankees are mid dynasty at that point. So the Yankees are in the World Series. There is a really big brother, little brother thing going on at that point. The Mets almost made it in '99, and then they make it in 2000, and then the Mets basically fall off after that. But the Yankees are in the midst of a dynasty, dynasty. Now the Yankees, not to make you, not to make you hurt here. The Yankees are in a, a drought of actual playoff success. Yeah. I mean, what, like they can't, they haven't won, they haven't won a World Series in over a decade. The Mets haven't won a World Series since 1986. Like both teams are really in this place where they're always competitive, but they're not getting over that hump. And uh, I'm really starting to wonder. I think that might be the opportunity if we can get a Yankees Mets World Series. Does baseball finally get that intense rivalry in a World Series matchup that we haven't seen in a while? And how does that help the sport grow? I want to see it happen. You don't even need to ask how it helps the sport grow. It it just will. That itself will, like, propel. It'll be the national spotlight. Like, it'll, if it's a Subway Series for the World Series, this is the first time in a while we've had, like, a full ride season with no interruptions right like besides the very beginning like it will supplant a lot of that early october football it no people will yeah. actually switch over to watch this because i agree they're gonna have an extra week of football anyway and they're gonna be watching throughout the whole year nobody's gonna care what's going on in week four in the nfl relative to if a yankees mets world series is going on like like yeah. that's gonna be crazy 
And you know, I think what it'll also do, I think it'll bring out an element of fans that you don't really get. Like, I'm, I'm a, obviously, I'm a diehard Mets fan, but, and I, 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 like, I don't like the Yankees, but I don't sit here and, like, I don't, like, sit here and harp over what the Yankees are doing. I don't get mad if the Yankees are, just, I just call the Yankees the best team in baseball. Like, what the Yankees do really doesn't affect me. But, like, a fan like me, if the Mets were playing the Yankees in the World Series, I, in 2015, I have no reason, I have no reason to hate the Kansas City Royals. 2015, <laughs> you might, I could not hate a team more than I hated them. And now if you make that the team that I actually dislike, like, even a fan like me who really doesn't care about the Yankees on a day-to-day basis, and a fan like you where you don't really trash the Mets, but if you're playing the Mets in the World Series, you're going to start trashing the Mets. Like I'm going to ride, I'm going to put a flag on my car that says, I hate the Mets. My entire that, team a, stinks. Like, you yeah, know, that, that nonsense. I'm gonna, and I'll drive all over the place showing everybody proudly. I, yeah. But not, you know, yeah, right now you can, t- I'll talk them up because you can't ignore what the Mets are doing, but it's like, I think a great example, Aaron Judge is what Aaron Judge is doing right now. He is by far the best player in baseball. It's, it's, it's historic what he's doing. It, yeah. there's, and I, I said, I think it was last week or the episode before of where I was like, it, it'd be weird if somebody said, I hate Aaron Judge. Like he's a likable guy. He's good with the fans. He's a fun dude to watch. He's super good at baseball. However, if Aaron Judge is facing off with the Mets at the World Series, I, there won't be a player I will hate more in like probably baseball history than Aaron Judge. He you're gonna be you're gonna list. be screaming for the pitcher to throw it at his knees so the umpire can call a strike. I, I will <laughs> like I'll be unhinged. I really you're, you're will gonna be. be like un, uncaged, unhinged, everything. Like it will, be, and you're gonna be doing and like I don't think you look into Francisco Lindor's uh, contract very often, but I bet you will when the World Series pops. The up. minute that like, game one the pregame. Ceremonies will be me looking up how I can use his contract as something to yell at him if I'm at the game. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is like, really. It, it, I, I hope it happens not because I'm a Met fan, but because I think it'd be really good. I think even like common sense would be like the Dodgers and the Yankees, two biggest teams in the sport, different sides mm-hmm. of the country. We're, we're combining to. I think it would have a bigger impact than that because of the actual intensity in the rivalry that would it come It would from be, it. and then to kind of almost transition a little bit here, you know, some of these other teams, at the same time, it would it would be amazing if we saw, like, the Padres make the World Series with that team they have, or the Dodgers, because getting yeah. to the World Series means that they would have to have a premier matchup amongst each other to get there. It'll be Dodgers-Padres. Imagine, like, Dodgers-Padres or Dodgers-Mets in the NLCS. Yankees-Red Sox in the NLCS. Yankees versus the Astros. Even Like, that would be crazy, too. Like, And they've played each other multiple times, but now the Yankees look like they have the upper hand, right? Like... Uh, even Toronto getting in the mix, like if they catch fire, like they need to to compete, like they could be fun too. We've been saying this a couple of years now, but like they have Vladdy and the boys are ready to compete. They're they have just the same amount of wins as the Red Sox. Like they are yeah, right you, there too. You know, you're like it, good. Uh, the good teams are good fan base. It's the Dodgers, the Padres, mm-hmm. the Giants, the Cardinals, the Braves. Like uh, the even the Astros. Like people talk about the Astros. The Astros fans are they're good fans. They're hardcore fans. It's not a, those are casual fans there. Uh, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays. These are like these teams are like they're teams that people like the fans are really intense. So yeah, to your point, I think we're we're setting up for a really really fun twenty two playoffs are going to be very 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 fun. I hope so, and I hope that some of the stars that are out and banged up right now can get back early enough that they can help their teams that need it make a run. Right, like 
Um, and some people are a lot further off than others, but I wanted to talk about that for a little bit, if we could. Like, uh, just just some of these. I wanted to get your opinion on how some of the major injuries that are affecting certain teams right now yeah. will shake out, right? Like, so I'll I can just jump around and I'm thinking off the yeah. top of my head. Like Bryce Harper is obviously the first one that comes to my mind because he's been it just happened, right? Like that's it, the, yeah. It, that's that's big, and the Phillies are are one of those teams I would say most benefited or close to from the expanded playoffs because they would have made it last year by definition. Like they should be one of the teams that benefited the most because they were on the fringe and they made a lot of good additions in the off season. Uh, Castellanos and Schwarber headlining that. And along with Bryce and the team that they have built there, you know, they have a chance to make the playoffs and get start getting some steam in the next couple of years, right? This should be the window if you, you have hope. Bryce Harper, right? You like, would hope. You would hope. Um, and we talked about how the DH position has helped Harper extend his season up to now because he wasn't able to field, but he was able to hit. But now he has surgery on the thumb. Um, he's on the IL. From what I was reading, they think five to six weeks. Maybe yeah, August. Like they're that. saying August now. Yeah, so like definitely after the All Star break, but like August, maybe even late August. Is that enough time for the Phillies to keep stay afloat? I don't know if they are able to get it done. I mean, it's so, uh, it's not fair to them because you know every year it's always something with the Phillies, but at the same time, like, are they gonna are they gonna be able to replace or emulate his production until August? to make up the ground that they need to at least even be in the wild card right now. I don't I don't know if they can do that. I got I have a hot take. I have a very very a steaming hot take some would Okay. Say. I think Bryce Harper getting hurt actually might be a good thing for the Phillies. Because okay. not <laughs> not because of Bryce Harper. The right. Phillies have been in this weird purgatory this entire season of they're not bad, but they're not great. They're in a really hard division. Are they contending or are they not? They're in third. They're the third team in this division. Are they actually going to contend for a playoff spot or are they not? And Bryce Harper's really been like kind of the steadying, like really steadying them this entire way. You take Bryce Harper out of the equation. Now the Phillies kind of have the freedom to do. They don't need to make a move. The Phillies stay afloat. They could just stay afloat, and now they could judge. When Bryce Harper comes back, when they get close to the trade deadline, they could see, okay, how far are we out from the division? How far are we out from the wild card? And they can make a decision there if they want to trade a Corey Knable, a, a Brad Hand who's been effective, uh, a, G, a Jimmy Cigarettes. Gene Segura only has like one uh, – next season he's only got one million on his contract. Maybe the Phillies try and get out on a guy like that because their infield defense is awful. They're getting DD off the books this year. Maybe they try and revamp their infield. And if you're out of it, out of it, now you can do that without thinking twice. But if Bryce Harper's keeping you in that like, we're kind of in it, but we're not in it, we're not sure – you don't know what to, you can't, Dave Dombrowski can't really make a move. Now, if the Phillies stay afloat, if they're in the same spot they are now when the trade deadline comes, the Phillies could go be buyers if they want to. I think it kind of gives them more of a direction on where to go. Cause, and it's like, and you also want to keep your stars happy at a certain point. So if Bryce, if the Phillies aren't doing great, but they're kind of like on that fringe spot come to the trade deadline, they can't go selling off all their assets because now you get now you got to answer to Bryce. I mean, these are people you're dealing with here. At yeah. Point. Dave Dombrowski has to. 
You just saw Joe Girardi lose his job. Now he has to. Uh, David Dabrowski's job's probably at risk at a certain point. You got to answer to Bryce Harper. If he starts getting displeased with what's going on, that becomes an issue. I think it kind of gives them a little bit more. It'll put them in a spot where they can actually get clarity on where they are. And I, I don't know if that's a bad. I mean, obviously, if you're a Phillies fan, you want them to be good. But if we're talking long term here. It's, it's not a terrible... It could be a worse situation. You could be in a worse spot than you are. It could be, but it, it, it's, it might be that worse situation once the deadline hits and they're like six games out of the wild card as opposed to two. It's like, then what? Like, well, that, if you're and then, and then spot, to that point, if they're going to be buyers, I know we're talking... We'll probably talk about this all again when we get towards the trade deadline on the pod. But, like, you know, who do the Phillies go after? I guess pitching. Right? It'd be bullpen again. I mean, it's like the story is it's old as time. Who do you trade? Like, I I think you're going for a guy like if I'm the Phillies. I think if 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 you're contending at the trade deadline, if you're contending at the trade deadline, you're going for a guy like Michael Taylor or if Brian Reynolds is available and you really are trying to make a big swing, you need someone who could actually play defense and play center field because they they don't have a center fielder. (laughs) Yeah, they don't. So I think you're going for a guy like that who can actually field his position in center and then I think bullpen help because like they have enough their rotation isn't bad there are Aaron Nolo say what you want he's a good two starter he's fine he's fine Zach, yeah, like, a two star, he's better than most two starters in baseball Zach yeah. Wheeler's a stud I mean uh, Kyle Gibson's good Ranger Suarez these are, it's like a decent rotation for a playoff it's team. serviceable like you could make yeah. a playoff run with that rotation if you wanted to like yeah if you want to add an arm to bolster at the back end you could do that you need defense, and you need you need someone to lock it down because Corey Knable's not the answer either. No, he's not, and, like, and, and, that, and that stinks because that he was supposed to help a lot, and he's just not so far. Like maybe that changes, but like he was brought in to be that guy, and he has not been that guy. Like so, so and maybe that brings in a guy like David Bednar. Bednar, I was just about to say, uh, yeah, like, maybe someone like that. Maybe or even you bring back David Robertson, who's having a great season in Chicago, and he'd be cheaper than a Bedner. If you're, I think that'd probably be more realistic. That's probably what's going to happen if you ask. Yeah, me something like, like that. Yeah, I can see I, the headline now. Yeah, no, someone like that would make sense, but I think it gives them the flexibility to not have to. But then the flip side, say they are six games out, and they're like, you know what, we're not coming back from this. You could trade off a of Gene Segura. You could trade a Kyle Gibson. You could trade. Uh, you, you could. You could trade a uh, Brad Hand. Jerry's. I mean, if anyone wants Jerry, no, you I don't think you could trade Brad Gable. Hand that easily. Like, oh yeah, you can trade that. You could trade Brad Hand. You trade, but, I, I don't know about my that. My point is, you trade a guy like you get by if you're out of it. Bryson Stock can actually get like significant run at short. You can actually have guys like, uh, if we're still believing in Scott Kingery, you could actually, if you trade a Gene Segura. I think and, we've given and, up on Scott Kingery, but continue. But you know what I mean? You can give him an extended, <laughs> you could give these younger guys an extended run, accumulate some assets, and yeah. it's not like you're a bat. The key parts of your team, it's still Bryce Harper, still Nick Cassiano, uh, uh, Castellanos, it's still Kyle Schwarber, it's still Zach Wheeler, you're, you're, you're JT Real Muto. Your key points aren't changing. So it right. actually gives you a little bit more flexibility, and it maybe could be better off. If you if you don't – I know there's got to be Phillies fans out there. I've been – the Mets have had so many teams like the Phillies. You're good, but you're not great. You could be realistic about that. And They're 80 and 82 some, every single year. Yeah, it's like, like the best game. Like you're a good, good. You're a very, very good team, but you're not a great team. Now any team could get hot once the playoff starts. But the reality of it is, like if you can accumulate some assets, your ass. The the key parts are going to be there next year, so it might not be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. So 
so that's Bryce, and I hope that he comes back to help them. Time will tell, right? Well, you know, wait, hold on. One thing about I want to say. One last thing about Gene Segura that I want to say. You know, when you look at him, he's a he's a he's thick Gene, right? He's not ripped, which brings me to my next point, Greg. <laughs> What's that? You don't have to be ripped to rip. We are proud to announce our partnership, Random MLB Podcast, with Fat Boy Surf Club. Fat Boy Surf Club. I just got a T-shirt from Fat Boy Surf Club in the mail uh, last week. It is tie dye. It says Fat Boy Surf Club. It says Surf and Turf on the back. I actually put a Fat Boy Surf Club sticker uh, on the back of my car this week. This is. The, I, I'm trying to set the record for the most times someone can say Fat Boy Surf Club in a one minute span. Is that next? Is that sticker right next to the Barry Bonds one? It's right smack next to Barry Bonds is the Hall of Famer. Right next to it is Fat Boy Surf Club. I live on the shore. I live on the, by the beach. And the other day, I was walking to my car. Someone rode by on a bike. True story. And someone said, I like your sticker as they rode by. And I can't, I mean, I don't think they were talking about Barry Bonds. They didn't look <laughs> like they were They were in on the I Barry think they Bonds were eyed in on one specific sticker. I think so. It was the big white one that said Fat Boy Surf Club. Anyway, Fat Boy Surf Club, really cool clothing, really cool t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts. I, I, I Like I said, I have this t-shirt. I'm trying to order more now. I'm actually, I have a whole wish list. I'm trying to be good with my money this month. So at the end of the month, I'm like, all right, maybe it's time to go go really splurge. Uh, my, my t-shirt, uh, it's actually my, my girlfriend keeps trying to like convince me to like give it to her she's i think she's trying to trick me to shrink it like she really wants it she even said it to me this morning she was like i still she was like are you ever so you're not gonna give it to me and i'm like no i want it it's my like i really like this shirt I, i'm a really big fan anyway if you go to fatboysurfclub.com and you use random mlb pod as a promo code when you check out you get 15 percent off your order guess what that is greg what is that 85% of the price that you would have originally paid had you not entered that code. A deal. A steal. I love that. A, because that's, I, I was looking at their website the other day, and I, I, I can report that I do have something in the mail. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm excited to get time. it. You, the way you and the way your girlfriend is describing this shirt, hey. I'm ready. I'm excited. This is the most excited I've been for a package in a long time. I would say I'd have it on right now, but you know why I don't? I just washed it because I wore it so much last week that I had to wash it. That's how much <laughs> I love the Fat Boy Surf Club shirt. Uh, Fat Boy Surf Club, really cool guys, uh, really cool brand. Please go shop. Now back to your point. I'm sorry we cut you. Actually, I'm not sorry because we always make time for Fat Boy Surf Club on this podcast. Here and forevermore we shall. Um, yeah. And staying in the division, right, I guess I'll – I know we talk about the Yankees and Mets a lot, but um, – I want to guess. I get. I want to. I guess. Ask you, what happens when Scherzer and Degrom come back? Do you think? Obviously, it's not. I'm not asking you to say it's a bad thing, but the the team is obviously doing just fine without them, and like some other their pitchers are hurt too. Like Tyler Meagle's gone too. Like yeah. it's just Chris Bassett and the boys right now, and they're holding down the fort. So, do you think that them coming back changes the dynamic at all? Does it change? I think Enough. the Mets need like, them back at this point. They need them. Is yeah, that- no, I, I, I don't think it's. I, I think. I mean, it's obviously only a positive when you're getting like two like of the best three pitchers of baseball back. Uh, I think when they uh, honestly, I'm more upset that McGill's hurt now because I thought we were gonna expand to a six man row. I think it would have been best had McGill been healthy and you could have done a six man rotation. That yeah. way, Degrom and Scherzer, you don't need to wear them out. You, the Mets are a playoff team. Fingers crossed, knock on wood, all of that. Um, but 
you're trying to save these arms for the playoffs. So I think it would have been nice to be able to expand that to a six-man rotation and really like give them more extra rest if they could. But it's not the way it works out. And there's something to be said about getting those reps in before the playoffs start anyway. I, I mean, for me, I'm looking at this is usually when the Mets collapse and the Mets are still five games up with the division. They're 47-27. and 27. They're getting spanked by the Astros, which we do need to talk about the Astros because they are... I think they they're to me Yankees are one. I and I have the Astros at 2 probably and the Mets at 3, but my point is to finish off the Mets point. The Mets are the third best team in baseball and they haven't even gotten back Scherzer or DeGrom. Yeah. And what deadline moves are they going to make? That's a big thing. I think that and that's definitely going to happen. Cuz they're definitely yeah, now they're definitely seeing they're seeing the gold at the end of the tunnel. Like they're they're saying yeah. we you know, we're already here if they can stay this course for another couple of weeks, they can get to the all-star break and then the deadline and they're still rolling. I, yeah. I'm scared who they're going to go get. They can get some, I, they can even get more pitching. Like they, who knows? They, they, they need bullpen help. So I'm hoping they go get a guy for the, I hope they go get an R. I, my wish list would be number one on my wish Bednar. list is Dave Bednar. Yeah. yeah, no. If you follow random MLB stars on TikTok, I did a video about him about two, three weeks ago and he's only consistently done what, he just still is one of the best closers in baseball. You have team control. You'd, it costs a little bit to get him, but I'm fine with that. Apparently, they're in on Luis Castillo from the Reds right now. I wouldn't mind that. Um, I think you can never have enough pitching. But, yeah, I, I think the Mets need arms, and I think the Mets are going to go get arms. So, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, so, obviously, you know. Here's the question. I got a question. Uh, let me pose one your way. Let me pose one okay. your way. The San Diego Padres are 45-30. and 30. They're a really good team. Manny Machado is uh, he he's still dealing with his little injury here, but he's really like a contender for NL MVP at this point. There are two yeah. game they're a game and a half back at the Dodgers who have been they're also hurt. Mookie Betts is hurt. They're they're kind of struggling a little bit. They're not the juggernaut that they usually are. Today they announced that Fernando Tatis could start swinging a bat. I already have the Padres in like my top ten teams in baseball. If you Fernando Tatis, like for all we say, everybody kind of forgets. Like everybody's making these jokes now that he hasn't played a game and he's the fifth. He's yeah. fifth in All Star voting for shortstop. It's because he's the fa- one of the faces of baseball. Because he's one of the best players in baseball. Similar to the Mets conversation, what is the ceiling for the Padres at this point? If if you're getting Tatis back and you're already a great team, see this is a different Padres team than last year. And they had Tatis for most of last year, right? Right yeah. towards till they lost him at the end. He had that whole outfield thing, but you know, yeah. um, they faded, and everyone was like, "What's going on with San Diego?" And this year, they are definitely not fading. They're playing very well, um, and I hold to it. Maybe this is a hot take. I think San Diego has a very, very good shot to get to the World Series. Like I'm with you, just like the Dodgers or the Mets or. The, you know, if the Braves are in the playoffs, they're going to be scary too because they always are. But like, and even the Cardinals and Brewers, like, if you want to throw them in the mix. But I think the Padres might have. If you had a t- gun to my head, who would I pick right now? I think I would put my money on the Padres because they have Tatis coming back and they have Machado. Like, as long as the rest of the season doesn't go on, it goes on without a hitch with them in terms of their health and in terms of the way they've been playing. I would love to see the Padres get to the World Series. I think they can do it. That's their ceiling. I think that they're, they're that good. Yeah, I agree. Surprise. Like, I would not be surprised. Not that we're talking about Yankees, Mets, and all this other stuff. 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees were playing the Padres in the World Series. I just wouldn't. Like, yeah. they seem like they, they could be that good, and I could already see Tatis coming back for his injury, and it's, like, mid-playoffs, and he has a big, big walk-off home run in the game, a la, like, Jose Batista. You know what I mean? Like, or a big yeah. home run. It doesn't have to be a walk-off. I can see him making a moment like that, and just San Diego fans eating it up. That could be the home run that sends them to the World Series over Dodgers or something like that, like... I can. I'm already making these stories up in my head. I can see it happening with the Padres. They have good pitching. Musgrove, you Darvish is killing it. He's 35 and he's killing it. Like he's he's getting better with age. Like um, Sean Manaya. Sean Manaya was a nice right before the season pickup from our favorite Oakland Athletics. Who I'm sure we'll talk oh about God. at some point. Yeah. Maybe not today. We're in a good mood today. We don't need to talk about. We're in a good mood. Yeah, we don't need to go we, down. We don't need to talk about the Oakland. Forget it. I don't want to well, do that. Las Vegas. Um. <laughs> no, <laughs> but between the pitching and between their offense, and they're going to get people back like you know Machado at full strength, Tatis at full strength. Trent Grisham's hurt, I think. Is he coming back yet? I'm not sure. How yeah, but he he's be. kind of been like back and forth. I I, I right. would love to see the pod. I mean, the Padres if they're going to make a move, I don't know if it's going to be for the outfield, but I, I I would love to see them really go for it and go for a guy like Brian Reynolds. I would love to see him in because that would be something nobody thought of because nobody's talking about the Padres. I just did air yeah. quotes. I just did air quotes for those of you who can't see that. And, um, you know, but it would be a move that makes sense for them and it would make totally. them, like, very solid going into September. Like, yeah. You know, and, like, and then watch out. Like, they could be the team that nobody expects and they're going to steamroll right to the playoffs. It, it could happen. Even the Padres Braves, are, the Braves did that to everybody last year and they only won, like, 87 games. So, like, if you have the Padres stacked lineup, Listen, watch out. Watch out for uh, San Diego. Mark my I'm words. I'm 100% with you on that one. 100% with I, I have. I think the four teams I have right now that is like are my serious World Series contenders are, well, five, are Dodgers because the Dodgers are too good to, to count out. Padres, Astros, Yankees, Mets. Those are my five teams that I'm like serious. These are like these are the guys that I think are That's probably That's about like who closest. you should be picking, right? You know yeah, I mean? right there. They're you can get cute five. with it and you could say the Cardinals or you could say, you know, Minnesota or something like that, but no, it's those five. That's yeah. that's who we should be focused on right now, not the Cubs, yeah. you know, no. uh, not the uh, Red no. Sox. Like I guess. Well, you know, Sox, I'm gonna you know. get into something about the Cubs in a minute, but I actually have one last question for you. Okay. A team, and we can't forget about them. As one of Canada's favorite baseball podcasts, we need to talk about the Blue Jays here. Mm-hmm. The Blue Jays have a serious problem. As someone who once had the Blue Jays at number one in his power rankings, we should do a power rankings episode soon. We will do one soon to re-update that one. Uh, I'm going to, spoiler alert, the Blue Jays are no longer number one for me. Uh, and the reason for that is they can't pitch. Hyunjin Ryu, can, he, he's out. What, he got Tommy John, so he's 2023 done. at earliest. I don't know where Yusei Kikuchi is as Awful. bad as it could get. As bad as advertised, to be quite frank with you. Like because really bad. We, nobody nobody expected anything out of him, and I was kind of like, well, I thought he was all right. He's so like, they were they were right. He's not that great. <laughs> it's like remember when you used to play backyard baseball, and there was the one game mode where it'd be the robot that would pick out the ball and then just chuck it at you. <laughs> that's that's you, Kikuchi, Every that's fifth a day. wild comparison to bring out for that. But yeah, 
I get. What but you're am saying. I wrong? But no, I wrong? you're not at all. Like, <laughs> that he's like just the, throwing. He's just throwing batting practice out there. Like <laughs> that's like uh, I was the robot like from the, backyard base. Yeah, it's the it's the wicked 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 witch of the east, bro. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Um, no, uh, but no, the, the Blue Jays, Kevin Gossman has come down to earth. The Blue Jays have a sincere problem at pitching. I, I here's I got a wild trade offer kind of idea. That Alejandro Kirk is leading all-star voting right now. He's great. Gabriel Moreno is their top prospect, catching prospect. Also great. Is there a world, and I'm not saying it has to be a Gabriel Moreno, but is there a world where maybe, maybe the Blue Jays trade Gabriel Moreno to a team like, I don't know, the Athletics and get a Frankie Montas? Because if the Blue Jays go get Frankie Montas, and now you got Kevin Gospis and Frankie Montas, uh, yeah, Frankie Montas to lead off this rotation, that's a, now we're in a different conversation. Well, it, I didn't think about that. I haven't thought about that as a possibility. Because you're right. Like They have Moreno and they have Andre Kirk. The Blue Jays have to make a very, very tough decision. Do they, you know, believe in Alejandro Kirk all of a sudden that he's this is for real? Like, is he for real forever? Yeah. Because uh, giving up on Marino now would be, you know, it's you never know, right? This could be he could be JT Realmuto or he could be Jesus Montero. Remember all that? Like yeah. he was the next best thing, and it was a big deal when the Yankees traded him away, and it turned out that they didn't really lose much. By doing that they got Pineda for a little while you know which was a good move at the time it turned out but like you know you don't know who Marino's going to be but if you can get significant enough value to get a, a, a difference maker at pitcher like even like honestly if they were able to do something where they got like Luis Castillo and something from the Reds I say go for it anyway like because anything is going to help that rotation right now like yeah, Frankie Montas would be a good move. They could even go for, like, if they really wanted to go for it and then give a huge prospect call to Oakland, they could go after, like, Montas, like, Loriano or something. Like, they can get some stuff back, right? Or maybe, um, like, a Paul Blackburn get two. Get two imagine, guys. yeah. I, if they, I if, can't even. If I you believe in Paul Blackburn, thought. yeah, they could make a move for this and that would help their rotation. The I can A's see are it. Replay- they could do it. I didn't think about it enough before. Uh, you can think about it. Like, the A's are replay- I don't know if they believe in. I they, I have to know how they think of Alejandro Kirk. Like, how old is he? Is he? Is he? He's only early. Tw- I think he's early mid twenties. Early. I don't know. To, I, I would bet he couldn't be older than twenty six. Right. So that's the other thing. It's like, who do you like better? And it doesn't matter who you like better. It matters who the Blue Jays like better. And do they think they have a serious shot to contend this year, or do they think let's wait till the Yankees inevitably cool off next year and then make our push? So we're not going to do anything drastic, right? Who knows how they're thinking? If I'm the Blue Jays, it's just like you only have so many windows when you're like teams only have so many windows. Make a move, and also we're dealing with a year where the A's do have two really good pitchers. I'm not saying it has to be two guys and one, but the A's have really two really good pitchers and are currently replaying the plot of Major League in real life. Yeah, that's a hell of an opportunity. I'm just saying, if you're gonna make a move, that's a move to make. The thing is, the Blue Jays, I guess to me, I don't sense the urgency with them because they don't need to because their team is young and they got a lot of good pieces that are going to be there for a long time. Tay Oscar's there. Vladdy's there. Lourdes Goriel is fine. Um, you know, they have, again, if they wanted to keep Marino, they have him. They have solid, they do have solid pitching in the long run, but they are fading a bit right now. But fading is a relative term. They're 41 and 32. Like, they're just in a little bit of a, a funk right now, but the Blue Jays are still one of the better teams in baseball. So, like, 
I don't know if I would say they're in their window yet because I don't think they're at the same level as like the Yankees or. The I Astros think they are. And the, the, and, and I don't know about that. They've made big swings. They've gone for Springer. They've gone for Chat. But think about teams like I don't know the, the O's who we talk about all the time. Think about if the O's. How many times the O's didn't make a move at the deadline when they had Adam Jones, when they had like good Chris Davis, when they had a really good team, when Buck Showalter, Zach Britton, they were really good, and they didn't make a move because they were young and they were like, hey. Next year's gonna be there. Let's not like we can. We don't need to hemorrhage ourselves now. For the, and then what? Did it, what do they have to show for it? Nothing. Like they never end up winning. I think when you have a chance, you gotta take them. You if you're contending, uh, that's just my philosophy. If you're, if you're contending, who knows? What, to your point, what happens with Gabriel Marino? Who knows what he's gonna be? We know what Frankie Montes is. He's yeah. one of the best pitchers in baseball. So uh, it's and he's 29. He's 28 or 29. I just think you gotta go for it. It's not like he's gonna get worse. You just paid Jose Barrios. You just you paid two bad pitchers. You you, you paid George Springer. You paid Matt Chapman. You, I think you gotta go for it at a certain point. I can see it happening because they again they were the they were one of the talks of the town and, and right after the lockout ended of all the flurry of moves that were happening they were signing everybody they they were going after Jose Ramirez to play second base at one point yeah like you know they were they were just like They're we'll take everyone. It. Like they yeah, were they making moves, and they, they indicated that this was the time that they're going to push for it. We have to see what goes on in the next couple weeks. I think like the next month will be telling because they're right at that precipice. They're forty-one and thirty-two. They are tied as virtually with the Red Sox. They're both in the wild card right now, both in the green, right? And then they can go make a playoff push if they want to. They have the pieces all over the place to trade if they want to. They can even keep Marino and do something different. Like their outfield's pretty deep. They could trade something there if they really wanted to. They could trade mm-hmm. Guriel. They could trade a package. They could even trade. They could even flip like you know Chapman or something if they really wanted to. They just committed. Well, to well, would, but yeah, like they just com- you know, and but, don't don't bring up my man's name. I like know. That. I, I, it's it's, it's walking that. on walking on thin ice there. But you are walking on thin ice. He's getting <laughs> hot. He's well, homered twice in the last four days. He's getting hot. Fine, I take it back. But like, they have plenty of pieces they could move if they wanted to. Um, I guess I'm just like under that mindset of like they're still young. Give it a year or two, then they make their move and strike. Because I don't know if they'd want to give up Marino, but like at the same time, maybe they don't think of him as highly as I do. So, you know, well. To move on, I think uh, we got about, we're at the uh, we're we're getting close to that hour mark, so we'll start wrapping it up. But I want to play a quick game, and I think with something we could revisit every week. I think it's a good idea. Let's do uh, we'll do cross offs. We'll go division by division. Who are we crossing off? They're not making a run this season. If you're a fan of their team, bad news. Your season's probably over. Right. You want? I feel you. I feel like it'll be a a quick thing, and I think it'll be a, a good exercise. Sure. I think the AL East, all everybody, I'm not ready to cross off anybody. I do want to say, I'm not ready to cross this team off, but I do want to say I'm not afraid of the Rays this year. I'm just not. They're not I was going to say that, too. We didn't mention. It's telling. We haven't even They're talked forgettable. about them. Like, it's it, maybe, again, these. this is the same narrative that you said about the Braves last year before I sang their praises against the Brewers in the playoffs, and look what happened. We can forget about teams sometimes that turn out to just be good all along. They just don't get attention. The Rays don't scare me, though. I agree with you. Their no, offense they're, they're, is really not that good. Um, and, you know, they're, they're going to get some, fine. Their pitching is their strength, and it always is. But, like, 
they got a hit to keep up with these other teams. They, they're just not scoring enough runs, honestly. They, they're playing, you know, fine. They're, again, they're a 40-win team as well. There's three... The three teams behind the Yankees have 40, 41, and 42 wins right now in the AL East. Like, it's it's getting it's getting dicey for the for the for the wild card. But like, you know, the the Rays are kind of I wouldn't say I would be scared of them right now. They have to show a little more on the offensive side. Yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid of them. Not crossing them off. Not no, you can't because the AL other than the AL East is a little little tight, yeah. little, little suspect right now. Anyone's right. in. AL, AL Central, uh, Gregory, I, I will go, we'll go, I'll, I'll propose it. You tell me if I'm, I'm right. Um, I'm ready to cross off the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. All right. 26 wins is probably not going to get it. Done. I think that's a good bar. I think 14 <laughs> games out in a bad AL Central is, is, is a good bar. I'm ready to cross off the Detroit Tigers. Rip. I'm sad about that, but rip. Yeah. Yeah. We, I'm I thought so much more of them after last year because it looked like things, they ended on a high note and now they're just. Yeah. Like, Scooble's been good, though. Scooby Scoops. He's been good. Casey Mike. Where's Akil Badu at? Where's my Paul O'Neill? Where AAA. Is he? He's in AAA. AAA. He's tearing it up in Birmingham or whatever. I don't even know. Javi Baez is hot this week. I saw He's him. Yeah, there we go. My fantasy team can use the help. He's hot. Javi Baez, week. if you're out there, please keep hitting. Please, yeah. we need we've needed you for three months, but like you can start now. It's okay. That, we won't get another, mad. <laughs> well, that's another team. They're bad enough where you start seeing a guy like Michael Fulmer, Andrew Chafin, guys like that. They might start. Yeah. They could start trading off bullpen pieces. that could really help other teams. Um, I'm not ready to cross off the White Sox, but I am. Call, they're they're not. Winning. I want to. I was gonna say call me next week, but if I, I'm 34 and 38, six games out, I think it's a little early to call it. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I it's think early. Next, yeah, if we're keeping the Orioles in, fine. We'll keep the White Sox in as I, a courtesy, but like they're I, not inspiring at all. Like, I, I don't think they're gonna make it, but give it a week. If if by yeah, next right. week, yeah. if by next week they're 34 and 38, if next week comes and they're like 30. Five in like forty-seven or something. Okay, like that. then we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but they're on they're on the hot seat. I'm not ready to cross them off just yet, but I am close because they're not fun. They're playing uninspired baseball, and uh, I don't think uh, Tony Larus is going to get fired to shake things up a bit there. Um, all right, moving on to the AL West, the A's. Yeah, I crossed them off day one. Uh, yeah, I, I know you did, and that. I should have. I stuck on a little too long uh, with the power rankings. They're clearly probably the worst team in baseball at this point. Like yeah, the A's yeah. play. <laughs> I saw the A's. Uh, I was watching the beginning of the A's Yankees today, and I was looking at the lo- the starting lineup. Like right when the game started, and it was like, oh, starting lineup for today's a- Oakland Athletics. I'm like, there's not one guy in the Oakland Athletics lineup that would start for the Yankees. No. Not one guy. Not one. That's, Sean Murphy. The, the would be thing fringe. is, Sean Murphy's not bad, but the thing is, like, their pitching really. Isn't that bad? That's what stinks. Like their hitting is so bad that it's like bad minor team. league levels. Like, and I'm sorry, Oakland. I, I'm sure you're all trying, but like they showed a stat yesterday, for example, for hitting for power. Right now, and home runs aren't everything, but you know they're generally an indication that your team's hitting fine. And it showed that the a- Athletics had 53 or 51 home runs this year. And then it showed that the Yankees have like fifty four home runs this month, and it's not even <laughs> over yet. <laughs> like, no, you know what I mean? That's that's, that's like ridiculous. That. Like, Aaron yeah. Judge, Aaron Judge himself has over half the amount of home runs that the entire Oakland Athletics team has together since the beginning of the year. That's like, 
again, home runs aren't everything. You can score runs in other ways, but that's ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know. Sorry, you know, I, I stuck up for you, and this is the thanks I get. Thanks a lot. Well, you know, and I don't <laughs> want to talk about the Oakland A's too much because they don't deserve that. Um, but it, it's funny, like even bad teams, like the Tigers, they're eighteen and twenty-two at home, ten and twenty-two on the road. Like mm. you're better at home. Do you know the A's are eight and twenty-eight at I'm home? I'm looking at it right now. Yep. Yeah, they're seven. The road Warriors. <laughs> I mean, the, every home game is basically an away game because they openly don't want fans to go. So. That's an issue. Nobody even goes to those games anyway. Yeah. So, not Ace fans. I'm not insulting you. I'm insulting the ownership there. No, I know. I would say, listen, like Houston, obviously, we're st- is still in the mix. <laughs> Texas, Texas, you know, Texas and LA are in it. I don't think I'm gonna. I think I'm ready to sign off on Seattle. They haven't uh, shown me anything. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, unfortunate because last year they were another one of those teams. Like you're like, I can see them doing something this year, and they just didn't. They just they're like, I, Poof. I'm with you. I, I love the Mariners. I don't want to cross them off, mm. but just with how good the AL East is, yeah. I just find it hard to no buy way. that yeah. they're gonna they're gonna pick up how many games in the wild card? They're what thirty four and forty one. They're they seven and a half out now. And I know, like, look, the Angels put them on the hot seat. We'll put them on the hot seat. We'll put them on the I, Angels. I think the Mariners, I'm ready to let go. The Angels and the Rangers. The Angels are on the hot seat. Is it weird? I believe in the Mariners more than the Angels with a worse record. Because the, the Mariners are weird, starting to have guys Angels get hot. The Angels still are better. Yeah, they, but I just don't. The, the Angels were marred by an extremely bad stretch of games. And I don't think they'll come back from it. But I think that they're still, they're still, they're at least going to start. That They're winning is going to outweigh the losing. I imagine the Angels will finish above 500, so that will put them at least somewhere near that third wild card spot. They might not make it, but they might because, you know, who knows what happens with the Rays. Like, it's not, it's not the Angels like- aren't that much worse than the Rays. So, like, they're still kind of in the picture, but the Mariners just don't have it. They just don't have it. I don't know. The most exciting thing about their season was that fight the other day. Like, <laughs> but sometimes Jesse Winker's turning it around. Taylor Trammell's. It's just like I, there's guys there that I, I think they have so many pieces that I like that I want. You're probably right. I, I, that you I want, want them to, but I want they have those pieces. For, I don't think they're old enough yet. They got their team that needs to wait a couple of years. I think. I I think I, I want to put them on the hot seat for just one more week. Just one more week. Them and the Angels. That's fine. And I think I think I think next week if they're not. If we don't see a little bit more life out of them, cause just because Julio Rodriguez is so good. It's not even like he's one of those prospects that's not as good as they said. He is as good as they said he'd be. He is so good. But, uh, yeah, no, they're on the hot seat. Angels, Mariners, White Sox, if you're listening, you're on the hot seat. <laughs> National League, uh, Nationals, hot seat. That's not hot seat. No, what? They're gone. I mean, no, out, out. My bad. I didn't Washington is no, they're not on the hot seat. Nineteen and a half. They're out. out. They're gone. I did, Goodbye. Totally misspoke but, there. But thank you, Cesar Hernandez, for being a nice value pickup on my fantasy team. I appreciate <laughs> it. I totally misspoke. The national season is over. Goodbye. Apologies. Miami. Yeah. I the Marlins can pitch. They How can. many games are they out of the wild card now? They're seven games out of the wild. Nah, hot seat. If, I, if I'm they're not the on the same level as any of these. I don't. Yeah, I, but you know what? I, I here's the reason why I'm going to argue for them to not be crossed off yet. The the exact conversation we had about the Phillies earlier. If the Phillies really fall off here, 
How many? I, I don't have the number on top of my head, but the Marlins and Phillies. The Marlins are gonna have enough games down the stretch against the Phillies and Nationals, yeah. where maybe you start fighting because it's not a lot of. Think about it, the NL Central has three teams that I'm ready. I'm about <laughs> sneak peek. I'm about to cross off three teams in the NL Central. <laughs> I think I know which three teams those are. <laughs> There's at least five teams in the NL that I'm ready to cross. Let's just do it. Reds, Cubs, Pirates, Rockies, Diamondbacks. I'm sorry. Your Goodbye. They're out. Yeah. No. Nope. So with. The, that's a lot of teams in just a math game. I, I feel like the Marlins have to be a hot seat team. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they're definitely not They're definitely not in the conversation. They're probably on the hot seat at best. They're Anyone not, from my... They're not terrible, but they're not... A, they're, you know, they're not... They're 33 and 39. They're not inspiring. Pitching is good. They're going to get pitch. Max Meyer called up soon, which I'm excited about. Yeah. But, you know... Six I mean, stars should come back, back at some <laughs> point. I, I, if they trade like a Pablo Lopez, which I, I hear grumblings of over and over again, which I don't really get why, but then I'm out on the Marlins again. But uh, that's what I mean. Pitch. Like they, 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 I don't get why, but it's the Marlins. That's why. It's the Marlins like going to Marlins. They're going to just. They're just going to Marlins. That's why I don't really care about the Marlins right now. Like, yeah. Call me when they sign uh, Miguel Cabrera and Josh Beckett. And and like Lowell, <laughs> bring back Dontre Willis and Dontre Willis. <laughs> when they sign those guys again, call me. Otherwise, my man on Miami. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I got them on the hot seat, but I'm close to it because I, I I don't find them as a threat, but I can mm. see them sneaking in as a last wild. And El Central, we got Milwaukee versus St. Louis. Clearly, like oh, do you not think the Pirates are going to turn this one around? <laughs> the Pirates are like I will say this about the Pirates: they're better than I thought they would be for some reason. Like yeah, they have more win. <laughs> they were not the team I pinned to have more wins than Chicago and Cincinnati. I, now, I've been it's all relative because they're only team. like a few wins away from each other. But like you know, all right, Pirates, like they're hanging around. They're, the I mean, if you're in the low in the fan, low end of things, they're hanging around. They're, they they can end the season as like the twentieth best team in baseball if they really tried. Yeah, <laughs> they, and they they got they got things to watch. You got things to watch. O'Neill Cruz yeah. is up. Yeah, it's 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 fun. It's fine. They're still cheapskates to their fans, and they're one of the worst ownership groups in that respect. So I don't really like want to praise them that much. But yeah. uh, but you know what, our parts they they got some wins coming out of there, and then they're gonna go and trade David Bedner and Brian Reynolds and make everybody upset anyway. So yeah. why, why are yeah, we even talking it, about them? If you're a Pirates <laughs> fan, it, it, we're going into July here. You got probably the most beautiful stadium in baseball. Tickets are probably stupid cheap, and you get to watch O'Neill Cruz, Brian Reynolds, David Bedner. Head, head to a game. This is like peak this is time it. to get this to a is, game. You're going Go. to be upset for most of the rest of the summer. So. Yeah, I, I just looked into – I don't live near Pittsburgh, and I just looked into how much it would cost for me to go to one night for one game. Not that expensive. Like, do it. <laughs> Go to games if you're a Pirates fan. Uh, Cubs, Cubs, Cubs fans, we're going to run through this quickly. Cubs fans, you're in the rare spot where you're terrible. But also, you made the right move not bringing back Javi Baez, Chris Bryant. Anthony Rizzo has been good, but I wouldn't say that you needed him back. Like, the Cubs, you made a good move and you're bad. I mean, you get a good draft pick. I guess that helps. You you watch. Again, go to Wrigley's Fun. Go to a game. Go Cubbies. Uh, Have fun fun doing whatever that is they're doing out there. Um, Reds, uh, sell the Cincinnati. team, Bob. Cincinnati. Uh, sell the team, Bob. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, <laughs> Rockies, competitive baseball. Rockies are not a good team, but they are. They play competitive baseball night in and night out. Chad Cool, he might get traded because he's been pretty good. I don't know. He's, they've been good. Uh, 20, they are 20 and 19 at home. That Coors Field, man. Like 12 it's... and 23 on the road. 
Yes, that, that is that's my birthday. Twelve twenty three. Look at that. Um, yeah, look at that. But twenty. Yeah, and your social security is, number. It is? is nothing new with the Rockies. They mm-hmm. win. They look like they're a better team because they win at home a lot, and they take advantage of cores a lot. But any other anywhere else, they would be twenty eight or twenty seven wins, at least. Yeah. Um, so not a good team. Even though it look, even though they're you know they're single digits out of the wild card, they're nine games out. It's not inspiring. Arizona's eight games out. That's also not inspiring. <laughs> they're not inspiring uh, teams. They're f- at least fifty runs below the differential. They're not good at home. They're not good on the road. They're not good against teams above five hundred. It's obviously a three horse race. San Francisco's not living up to what they had last year quite yet. Um, it's Dodgers Padres right now, in my opinion, and then San Francisco is yeah. going to compete for the wild card. Yeah, there'll be a wild card team. It, yeah. it just because the NL is not, and the more you look at the standings, the NL is not very. It, it's not. It's very top heavy. It's very top. Yeah, heavy. no, uh, it's it's the Mets, the Braves, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Dodgers, Padres, and then Giants. you have Giants, kind of, and then the Phillies are fighting with them. Maybe that's it. It's, that's, again, that's it. <laughs> and that's why to wrap it up on this, it is really like that's why the Phillies are in this weird spot of like if they're in the AL, hey, Bryce Harper's done till August, Phillies pack it up, go home. Oh, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they might have a shot. Who knows? Um, Rockies and D backs, D backs, you could pitch. You can't hit, really. And the Rockies, you have a really cool City Connect uniform, so that's a win. Go buy one of those. And they have an awesome Chrome ballpark. Hit. Yeah. Force field is amazing. They do. It is. Yeah, so that's a good time. All right. Uh, on that note, I think that's a podcast. I, I, I'm not. I'm no. I'm no expert, but I think that's a podcast. It's pretty. It's. I think it's a pretty good. Uh, pretty good roundabout podcast. We talked about a lot. Um, did we have any? Did we have any uh, questions from the fans today, or, or did we? We um, had a few. You know, let me let me run through them real quick. Uh, we are at that hour mark, so let me run through them really quick. We'll do we'll do a rapid fire one. Um, why is CJ? Well, we could tie it into the Rockies from at thirteen Bruce, boy Bruce. Uh, why is CJ Crone eighth in All Star voting? Because life is not fair. CJ, what did he say? Sorry. Why is he eighth in All Star voting? I don't know. <laughs> so he's like, because no, honestly, it's not very fair. Uh, will Christian Yell? This is we're gonna do yes or no. We can go into this more next episode if we want to. Will Christian Yelich ever return to MVP form? No. No. He's done. Phillies Sorry. Will, <laughs> Phillies will win the World Series with Bryce Harper injured. Is this Dave Dombrowski? <laughs> He's trying to speak something into existence. Dave, Dave uh, you don't need to. You don't the need Phillies to will not me. be winning the World Series anytime soon. <laughs> Braves Sorry. will repeat as World Series champions. Yes or no? I will say no, but if they did it, it would not shock me because, like, they. They're one of those like we're they're gonna go we're gonna win eighty games again and they're gonna just win, they're gonna steamroll everybody in the playoffs for no reason. Like Adam Duvall is gonna hit sixteen home runs yeah. in the LCS. Like at King Solomon twenty five, if the Braves repeat, you could come and make fun of me. Um, I, I, you could come on the podcast and make fun <laughs> of me. I'm gonna I'm gonna guarantee that right now. Will anyone take over the Yankees in the AL from Beast Move eleven? No. 
Maybe no, the Astros. Maybe, maybe the, the Astros. Astros. I, like the Yankees. Uh, listen, they they can't just keep winning, right? Like there's they're gonna have that stretch where all this Chapman finally comes back from his injury and starts blowing enough saves that they start losing for a whole week and a half. Like it's gonna happen. They're gonna slip, and then maybe that's when they don't have the quote best record anymore. So maybe that's them slipping. It's it's probably gonna happen because like not every single team. Every single team goes through a bad patch at some point. Like, the Yankees just haven't hit it yet. Like, it's going to happen. So, I could see the Astros usurping them for a bit. But nobody else is even close. Like, so, yeah. not now. Yeah, I, I think it's Astros or no one. Um, yeah. All right, we got to, we'll do two more, and then we're, we're going to be done with it. We're going to be done. Uh, the Angels just started a curse. Mike Trout will now be terrible against the Mariners. I think you misspelled <laughs> here. The Angels are cursed. They have two of the top ten players in baseball, and they're perennially an 80-win team. Um, I, and I Anthony Rendon is perennially injured. Again, yeah, but that's what we need to talk about him. He's still swinging in that brawl. One one arm in a cast. <laughs> one arm Anthony was. One arm Tony was throwing haymakers. A twenty five million dollars <laughs> swing right there. Um, all right, and then finally from our man Batman Dan, um, our guy. I am fully hyped on O'Neill Cruz. That is all. I am too. Greg, are you fully hyped on O'Neill Cruz? I am fully hyped. I wish the Pirates were too. <laughs> from on a scale of one to O'Neill Cruz, how excited are you for O'Neill Cruz? Um. Eight Neil Cruz. I'm I'm a Jack Wilson <laughs> on that scale. I'm a Jack Wilson. Jack That's Wilson. actually that breaks the O'Neill scale O'Neill Cruz barometer. It's <laughs> slick fielding Jack Wilson. On that note, we are hyped for O'Neill Cruz. Batman Dan is hyped for O'Neill Cruz, but you know who else is hyped for O'Neill Cruz? Josh. Next week's Josh <laughs> and next week's guest, John Ham. We will be back. Enjoy your July 4th. Gregory, say bye. Bye.